You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And boy, oh boy, do we have the perfect co-host today. Serena Chu from... Serena, you were on Peter's season of The Bachelor? Uh-uh. You're on Matt's season of The Bachelor. Yes, I was yes. on season, season 25. And then, oh, more one. notably, you were on Bachelor in Paradise. More notably, I only say that because I don't really watch Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I will watch Bachelor in Paradise. So that's where I right. know you from is Bachelor in Paradise. Right. I had a little moment. Yeah. Well, you know what? We all have our moments. Um, but <laughs> welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you guest co-host with us today. Uh, what's going on? How the, how the heck are you? Give us a, Give us an elevator pitch on how you're feeling today. Um, today I'm good. I'm kind of like in this transitional period. I'm moving to a new city. I'm still doing the same job since being on the show and just like a big step from dating to relationships. It's like a whole 180 for me. Well, you're based out of New York City. So I'm assuming that's not the case anymore. Where are you going? Yeah. So I... I've been flying out of New York since I've been a flight attendant in 2019. And just recently I decided to transfer bases to Miami. Mm. So Miami, Miami, Miami. Yes, I know (laughs) the humidity Um, has been killing me, but I've been having a great time so far. Um, So I'm finishing off my last couple months in New York. September will be my last month. And then starting October, I'll be flying out of Miami. Sweet. Well, congratulations. That's a big step. Uh, staying yeah. on the East Coast, though. I, I was so certain you were going to say L.A. or like San Diego or something. No, I mean, San Diego could be an option later on in life, but I'm still enjoying my time out here on the East Coast for sure. I don't nice. even count San Diego as the West Coast. I feel like it's its own little thing. When I think of the West Coast, I think of L.A., I think of San Fran. When I think of San Diego, I'm like, nah, that's like more of an East Coast city in my vibe. 
Because San Diego is like a paradise. It's not as crazy as LA or the Bay or like all of the middle in between. It's like its own genre. I guess so. I just, I got to go out. I got to be on record saying, Jared, that might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard you say. Um, Oh, I've said far dumber things. Don't you disrespect (laughs) me like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and Serena, so you're, what do you do for work? You're Um, I'm a flight attendant. Yes. Nice. How is that? What airline? Um, I work for American and I, I love it. Like it's everything that fits with like my personality and the way my schedule works and like all the adventurous things I can do in between. It's, it's like more the perfect balance between a lifestyle and a career. Well, I've got a, I've got a, a, so many questions about this. Okay. So as a flight attendant, you obviously get the the opportunity to travel a lot because you got to fly for free, right? Yes. Okay. So where are like some places that you have been able to go with that privilege? So with my benefits, we get to fly for free on standby. Mm. It's not like a it's not like a concrete seat, yeah. but we do get to like see what seats are available. And from there, I ha- I've been to Europe a few times, Mexico a bunch, and then flying back from the East Coast to the West Coast is super easy to like see my friends mm. and family that I've all kind of dispersed but i haven't really dabbled in like my big list of countries which would be like asia or like um russia croatia turkey all of that stuff but it's definitely coming up yeah further east than europe well at least being in miami you're gonna be closer to like central and south america so that's an easier little jaunt for you and that's the I thing have... that I love about being on the East Coast is because it's kind of the center of the world, you know, because California oh, yeah. have like Asia on that side. But on this side, it's in the middle of like. But I mean, even even living in L.A., it's still a 12 hour flight to get to Japan in New York or Miami. It's a six hour flight to get to Europe. So it definitely is yeah. like you're definitely closer on either side to some pretty great places. Yeah. That's how I pitched Ashley on moving to Rhode Island. I said, Rhode Island's the center of the world, Ashley. There's no other place you'd rather be. <laughs> Did you know that Providence, Rhode Island has the most direct flights to Europe than any other city in America? Shut the hell up. <laughs> There's no way that's possible. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever stepped foot in I think Providence. We have, I think we have <laughs> one direct flight to Providence. And it's so funny because now they're rebranding the airport. Rhode Island, TF Green, International Airport. And it's like, oh. guys, you have two international flights. Shut the hell up. They fly to like uh, Toronto or something pretty much um <laughs> there's one flight that's m- made it over the atlantic um serena as a, so i have actually a lot of questions about a flight attendant you your profession because i gotta be honest from my eyes it seems like one of the worst jobs that i could do for myself one i hate flying i hate it so much uh i just get nervous every time the plane bumps a little bit convinced we're going to go down now i center myself and i realize that i'm being paranoid but every time honestly you guys bring me comfort because when i look up and i see a flight attendant just relaxing and talking and looking at her his or her phone then i'm like oh okay if they're fine then we're fine but then secondly um i you know i work in the hospitality industry so i serve people i bartend i do whatever i need to do so the idea of working in that industry 35,000 feet in the air seems horrible to me. Like, I just want to keep my feet on the ground. So like, have do you deal with rowdy customers at all that just get drunk on planes? Or have you gotten hit on a lot? Like, do you get so many numbers? 
Yeah. What's like a weird situation that you've been in recently up in the yeah, sky? It's, it's, it's all of that. And it just kind of sucks. It's because if say I get hit on by a creepy guy or whatever, it's not like I can immediately run away. You know, I'm kind of stuck there. There's only two walkways that I can go mm. in by passing him. When I actually flew to Argentina like three weeks ago. And the minute this guy stepped off the plane, he was just like automatically like harassing me, saying how like beautiful I was and like disregarding I had a boyfriend. He was like, oh, dump him. He's probably trash. Like just talking mad, but also just like at a point, I was just, I knew how to handle the situation because I've been in that situation a lot of times. And ultimately I kind of just avoid passing by. And I knew it was only going to last like an hour or two because it was like an overnight flight. So I was like, okay, once this guy goes to bed, I'll give him his food. It's done. Like Once this guy goes to bed, I'm going to duct tape him to the seat. <laughs> he won't be allowed to leave <laughs> until security comes and gets Literally. him. When he well, because the thing is when I'm bartending and somebody gets drunk or rowdy, I can easily just cut them off and ask them to leave. Unfortunately right. for you guys, you can cut them off, but you can't ask a customer to leave when you're 40,000 feet in the air. So that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people, this is what I've noticed when people are like on the plane, they're ready to drink. They think that they're going to have a great time and like be drunk and happy and like kind of party on the plane, but they're not. They'll take two or three drinks and they'll be out like a light. Like <laughs> it's people get so sleepy drinking on the plane. And I think it's because you're in a setting that's kind of like a library. Like they don't even try to get too crazy. It's the people that, that either travel with a big group of friends the route to Vegas and the route to Miami. They are probably the most rowdy routes that I work. They want to get the party started before they land. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be getting used to that rowdy crowd now that you're in Miami. I know. And that's the biggest thing that I'm worried about are like the Miami passengers and kind of like the rapport that they have. Everyone yeah. that's here. But I'm sure it'll be fun still. Uh, so I got a question too. You mentioned this uh, in that last story. You were talking about your boyfriend. So... You have a boyfriend. Yes. That was kind of one of my next questions regarding being a flight attendant as well, because I would imagine it's got to be pretty challenging to date someone, right? While you're, if you're gone so much. Definitely. When I became a flight attendant in 2019 and living in New York, I was not even looking to be in a relationship. I was like, I don't know anybody in New York. And I also get to fly home whenever there's no really, there's not that much time for me to date because I'm only in town for less than half the month mm -hmm. or whatever. So when I first moved to New York, I was just kind of dating to like see New York. Like, oh, like dress up in a really cute outfit. Like, let's go to a nice restaurant. Let's have a few drinks. Let's meet people. I wasn't trying to find love at the time. And in New York, that's great if that's what you're looking for dating is not an issue um but i will say being a flight attendant it does have its perks because it's like oh like i want to go on a date and then sometimes because i would warn them i'd be like i'm a flight attendant like i am on call but like i do kind of want to meet up so i'm just letting you know if i do cancel it's because i got called into work mm -hmm. and a lot of them were very understanding and they were like okay well just hit me up when you get back and i'm like okay perfect so it was great because it was kind of like on my schedule and I wasn't really let down too much. That's fair. So then how did you and this guy end up 
like hitting it off because you are you I, I guess just to be clear you do have a boyfriend right oh yeah I kind of went off topic like <laughs> you're fine you're fine <laughs> we love going off topic on this one um, I love it too whenever anyone's on the podcast and they're like oh my gosh I'm sorry I was just talking for so much I'm always in the back of my head like that's literally the point of the podcast is just yep. to talk so um, please job. please talk our ears off um, so tell me about the boyfriend how did you guys meet how long have you guys been together all that good stuff yeah so we met in February. Um, we were actually introduced by a mutual friend. We thought we were mutual friends, but it was kind of just like an acquaintance. Like, um, I had a friend who was able to get me tickets to the, I think it was the Lakers versus the Nets basketball game. Mm-hmm. Good ticket. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I have a ticket if you want to go. And I was like, cool, I'm going to bring my girl, one of my girlfriends. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I have to give the other ticket to this other girl, but you can go with her. And I was like, OK, that's kind of weird. Like, I've never met this girl, but, you know, the seats yeah. are great. like I'm social. I'll just go. So we went and we hit it off. We were really cool, pretty much friends by the end of the night. I posted an Instagram story with her and she had reposted it. And then my boyfriend now kind of was like, oh, who is that? Like, you should introduce us. And like a couple of weeks later, she put us all in like a little, it kind of felt like a formal like email, like, hey, like so-and-so, this is so-and-so. I just want to- Looping in Serena. Like, I'm going to let you guys take it from here. I'll be CC'd on all the emails to make sure the conversation is going smoothly. Pretty much. Yeah, that's how I felt. And then I was just took it like super lightheartedly. Um, cause at the time I was just still like dating people, but I wasn't at the, I wasn't on the apps since getting off the show. So I was like, okay, whoever I can meet organically, like, let's just have fun with it. And so we started chatting and then it was like a week or two before Super Bowl weekend, we were both going to be in LA just to like hang out with friends and stuff. And then we met up like a few times during the weekend and then for some reason our schedules work just worked out and then we just started planning to meet up for like pretty much every weekend after that nice and this has been going on for you said like what six months no february so yeah about about six months february march april may june july yeah we're about to hit six months at the end of this nice half year anniversary how exciting Uh, What was it like for you dating after the show? Because especially in New York, I've noticed that there's a lot, a a much higher concentration of Bachelor fans in New York, which kind of makes sense because it's so densely populated. But I feel like whenever I went out in New York, it was like it was like five times more chaotic than it would be anywhere else. Did you ever have any like weird experiences dating in New York like post show? Um, Post show dating was really terrible for me honestly how come um it was just because like post show i was worried about going back on the apps because i thought people would just want to date the idea of me rather than not knowing who i was and just meeting me Mm. like for who i am so they want like a good story out of it kind of thing right so i was just kind of like I was just like, I will just meet people organically. But then the people I was meeting organically were awful. Like, (laughs) I would say, like, straight up, like, narcissists. Mm. And I don't want to blame that on the show, but I do feel like I was more susceptible to falling 
for narcissists because they're kind of known for like falling in love with you in like the first month of meeting you like mm-hmm. everything is just super fast and whirlwind and say dating in bachelor nation you're kind of preparing yourself to mm-hmm. fall in love within a month and a half of just like these little interactions and stuff like that yeah. i know it is funny dating after the show because you're like on the first day all right so are you ready for engagement are you ready for kids exactly you're just like you're trying to just get all the big conversations out of the way um but so with those like dating with them i never actually dated anyone in new york i think i dated one person in new york after the show but that was after two previous people that one was like lived in san francisco and the other one was like in hawaii but they literally were so short-lived and it was it's actually comical to think about like dating them afterwards. But why? Because it just like was weird. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just like, like the guy that I was dating in Hawaii, I was like, Oh my God, it's Hawaii. Like I can just fly there whenever. Like it was fine. Yeah. That's but 12 then, hours. That's way too far. It is really far. Um, but we would like talk on the phone all the time. And then, and then I just found out all these little lies. Like once I started getting to know him, all these little lies were like coming out because like what kind of with- lies were you? Were yeah. You what, what constitutes as a little lie versus a yeah. big lie? Oh yeah. Good question. Oh my God, wait, these weren't even little lies. I'm, I'm totally under. Did he have another family? They were big lies. He, this guy lied about his age. By he how had- many years? by like eight going younger did he lie to be younger or lie to be older he said he was 30 but he was 38 oh man oh that's like 38 it's not even that old that's fine why would you even lie about that like i'm not one to judge i'm like age for me is not like that big of a deal but i don't decide beyond me um and then found out he had a daughter and he didn't did he lie about it or did he just not tell you i guess one in the same kind of okay he didn't tell me until way later but that wasn't an issue that's not like really a big issue for me except that she was nine years old so that's like i mean yes but that's what i'm saying when when you're 30 years old and then you have a nine-year-old daughter i'm assuming you had her at 21 not 29 right (laughs) so i was like okay like you've been a dad for a while and it was pretty much like once everything came to fruition i legit just like ditched and like left hawaii early without even telling him i was like <laughs> he had to go like coach some soccer game i was like you know what um, he just bounced yeah i just like was at the airport got on the first flight back to charlotte and I was, like, he I walks back in for the soccer game hawaii. honey i'm home <laughs> yeah it was just it wasn't it was not that was just an experience on its own. That's pretty awkward. But how nice is it now? Jared and I talk about this all the time. I know you're only six months into the relationship, but how nice is it to like not have to worry about another situation like that happening again while you're at least in your relationship now, you know? It's it's amazing, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Like the guy I'm with now is like the first like honest, real relationship that I've ever had. So that's also something I'm dealing with because it's like I'm having all of these 
like emotions and like that's good emotions are having, a positive thing in a relationship <laughs> having to take like his thoughts into consideration and like it is such hard work i feel like i'm constantly trying to like hone in on how i'm feeling and also like trying to figure out like the best way to navigate like our communication styles and stuff like that what was your longest relationship prior to this um like a year and a half in college Okay, so you've been in a, a long-term relationship, so you understand that obviously as it goes on, like more compromises, the more you have to think of the other person and how they react to things versus how you react to things and conversations. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, relationships suck. <laughs> relationships suck. Can we? That's how I feel because it's like when I was single, I was like, why? Like just kind of comparing, I'm like, what? Like when I was new, I was like, all I cared about was like myself, like how I felt, what mm. I wanted to do, blah blah blah. But being in a relationship that's worth it, it's like you have to put in the extra thought and the extra love and the extra work to like, to like want to keep make it, it work. Exactly. Totally. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I've got a question for both of you guys. Um, do you find that when you're in a relationship, you notice your friendships maybe take a little bit uh, to the back burner as well? Because that's kind of how I feel sometimes where I like 
have been neglecting my friendships because I've been focusing too much on my relationship. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just am curious if you guys have experienced that at all too. Oh, a thousand percent. Because everybody talks about it, you know, when you start having relationships and kids and you just start getting other priorities in life and you can't just at a whim text your buddies and be like, hey, you want to grab a beer tonight? It's like now if my buddy texts me, hey, you want to grab a beer tonight? It's like, well, I have to, you know, I'm supposed to hang out with Ashley and then I, we'd have to, I'd have to get a babysitter because I don't want to leave her home alone. And then I'd have to figure out some way to make it up to her because if I get to go out with my friends, she's going to have to go out with her friends. So it becomes a whole thing. And then by this time, he's like, dude, never mind. I just wanted to grab a beer. Like, enjoy your life. Um, so, yes, 100%. You have to put more effort into uh, making time for your friends because it's hard. Because not only are you in a relationship, but most likely your friend is in a relationship and going through the exact same thing. So time becomes limited on both parties. Yeah. What do you think, Serena? I... And I think it would be a different situation if all of your friends were local, but because me and my friend group were kind of spread out throughout the States, it's like, we do have to put in the time and preparation to see each other. Mm. Um, But my boyfriend, he travels a lot. So I feel like days where he's out for a few days, I can be like, oh, well, I'm going to go see my girl for a few days or I'll go back home and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like that's going to be really beneficial for us. Um, But I feel like when you are in a relationship, then you do, for me, it's just finding the difference between going out all the time and then staying home with your significant other. That's the big change for me. Because in New York, it's like such a scene, you know, for me and my friends, it's just like, let's go do this. Let's go try out a bar. Like, let's go to like this event, blah, blah, blah. But then now being in a relationship and being centered in Miami, I don't really know that many people in Miami. So it's just like, oh, like my best friend is my boyfriend. And that's great. You know, does he live in New York? The boyfriend? Uh, no. So he also lives in Miami. too. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. Yeah, so Very nice. At least you have him there with you. Yeah. If you were going to go out with your friend Serena, like it was a night out. What time in New York? What time would you guys actually head out? Um... We would head out around like 11, 11.30. Good God. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just like, that's so foreign to me, especially now. I mean, I guess my, my early 20s, because I, bars stay open until 4 a.m. in New York. In Rhode Island, it's right. only 2 a.m. in Providence. Most places, it's just 1 a.m. Man, because like, I remember I in New York, like people would be like, yeah, no, no, you don't go out till like 11.30, 12. And I'm like, 11.30, 12? Are you out of your minds i'm gonna be asleep <laughs> i need a red bull I yeah mean, i agree it is funny to look back on the times when we would go out in la like when i was single and it would yeah i mean it, it's obviously not as bad in la as it is in new york but i like you know you leave the house at like 10 30 and then you're out until like 3 a.m and i can't i just i literally cannot even imagine doing that right now but uh, more power to you guys if you can do it and especially if oh, you can still yeah. be in a relationship and do it too i mean I'm just a wussy yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. But. I'm such a baby too. When I first moved to New York, it was very easy because I was so excited and I had the energy. But then once I lived mm. here for a few years, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, shine comes so off. Much. Yeah. But, but then, Miami's got to be more of the same. Miami's got to be like a pretty vibrant nightlife city as well, right? Absolutely. But I feel like it's even more intense than New York. Hmm. Like, I, I came to Miami for my 25th birthday and I honestly didn't think I was going to survive, but 
luckily where I'm staying in Miami, it's not right in the city center. It's a little bit outside. So it's like, if I want to go downtown, I'd have to like make a little bit of a trip to it. That would have been one hell of a story though. How did Serena die? Miami. That's all you need to to know. And now you live there. That's kind of funny how that ends up working out. Yeah. Um, Well, that's good. We're glad to hear that you're doing well. You've got the boyfriend, you've got the job, you just moved to Miami, you're crushing it on on all cylinders. Um, Jared, is there anything else we want to talk bachelor related for Serena? Uh, Well, no, I mean, we obviously, Serena, you had your time on Matt James season, you went on Paradise. Was there a show that you preferred one or the other? I know Paradise, you you weren't there for too long. But um, what was your experience like on both Bachelor and Paradise? Um. Looking like from where I am now to looking back on my time there, I don't regret anything. I thought it was a great time, but in the moment there was just like a lot of emotional stress and all of that like intensity. Um, But I would say it was a pretty positive experience. I feel like I was more excited. Like after I left bachelor, I was like, okay, like paradise. I think it would be way more my tempo of like having mm, a few guys to like talk to and kind of date and see like kind of like play the field you know yeah um but then ultimately I left like week one so then I didn't really get that opportunity but it was great I mean although the living conditions were a little bit (laughs) intense for paradise so once I went in and out I was like okay like that was fun it was another experience how uh, how did you get on the show in the first place on The Bachelor? So it was my one of my best friends from high school nominated me and it was during the pandemic. It's so funny. I remember this night, like just super randomly. I was staying at my sister's. New York was completely shut down. Um, I had just taken a nine month leave from work because no one was flying at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my sister were drinking wine on the couch and my friend was like, Oh, I just nominated you. Like maybe you should just apply for like to double up. I was like, okay, okay. So I'm just like drinking my wine and like filling out like all this, like dating characteristics of like what I like and what I don't like or whatever. And I just sent it in, left it at that. And then from there, it was like pretty quick. I feel like it was maybe two and three weeks where I just had like interview, 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 medical. And then they were like, okay, like, we're going to invite you. And I was like, um, this is perfect timing. Cause I'm not working. I don't have to leave anything or I'm not out of pocket. So like, how, does that, how did that work for you specifically? Because Nemecolon's on the East coast, right? So did they have to fly you to LA and then fly you back to Nemecolon or did you just go straight to Nemecolon? Um, I went straight to Nemecolon. Like they didn't fly nice. me to play for anything yeah well, that's they good because i was gonna up. say that'd be pretty inefficient yeah and like it was funny because they were like oh we're gonna fly you on this flight to pennsylvania and i was like i was like can i just fly myself there right <laughs> because the seats the seats were just like in the back and i was kind of looking at like seats to compare yeah I like, yeah i could get like on a better time but then you know how they have to plan everything so i was like okay, that's funny they do I'm have to plan excited. everything was that yeah. surreal for you guys as it was for me when they finally were like hey um we want you on the show it's like wait no 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 this is jared uh, i think you called the wrong number are you sure yeah 
It was and crazy. I had missed the call. I had missed the call. So they left a voicemail for me. So imagine my excitement when I heard it and I was just stunned. I was like, oh my gosh, the one time I'm not by my phone, this is the news I get. I know. I yeah. It. That's funny. I remember I was even in, I was in the hotel waiting to go film the first day and I was still like, nah, this probably isn't going to happen. Like they're probably just going to give me the boot real quick right before I walk out there for the first time. Sure oh, enough, dude, I guess a thousand percent, man. I, when I was in the hotel room, I kept convincing myself. I was like, I'm an extra, like I'm a backup plan in case somebody like fails a test or right. does something stupid. <laughs> and then like that day of, they're like, okay, you got to be ready at 10 AM, blah, 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 blah. And then even I was getting ready. I was like, all right. I guess this could happen. And then I finally got in the limo and like met other guys. And I'm like, oh my like God. After like 10 hours of being. Oh, ready. it was like, it was like 11 for me. We were, I was probably like one of the middle limos. Yeah. What did, uh, Serena, what did you think of Matt as your bachelor? Um, so the reason why I applied was for him. Like, I feel like in the past, they Aww. wouldn't really tell you who it was going to be. But because it was him, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I think that he's great. Like, let's just try for it. And then um, right off the bat, super nice, well put together, just like tall, athletic, like kind of like goofy, you know, those are the qualities I kind of look for in a guy. And so I was like, let's just see where it goes. Yeah. I think if I were to be on The Bachelor, I would I would want Matt to be my bachelor. I think he's probably the hottest <laughs> of The Bachelors, in my opinion, in my humble uh, heterosexual opinion. That's just what I yeah. think. But yeah, yeah, if I were to pick, I, I'd say I'd either want Matt or Ben. Those are my two. Oh, Ben. Yeah, Ben's, a Ben's good up one there. Too. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, watching Ben's yeah. season and I was like, this man can get away with murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Ben, um, for me, like if I were, if I imagined myself like dating and marrying Ben Higgins, I. <laughs> Uh, I think he's a little too, uh, he, I just imagine him being too well endowed for me to be able to handle him, you know? Like you'd be all over the place and he'd be more like, no, like I think like physically speaking, no, yeah, he's, he's I, just well packing too much. He's just packing well, too much downstairs. Oh, and so I, just, I, I just, I, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> we and Kaylin were talking about this the other day. I don't remember, I don't remember why or how. But because Kaylin just spent a weekend in Tahoe with like Ben and Jason and them. Yeah. And we somehow got on the topic of Ben's penis. And I've never seen it, obviously. Like, why would I ever see Ben's penis? And I like I just know in my heart of hearts, he's he's packing something massive down there. So good for Ben. Yeah, he's six um, four, but he, I feel I, pretty because I would say that he doesn't really give off like that BDE. Oh, I think he does. I think he like he I think he does. He like oh. makes fun of himself. He's like doesn't really care about what's going on around him. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, yeah, projecting. I would agree. Maybe I just, I mean, I well, know. you know him. I don't know. Him. So just I based he's, off um, his, like, presence in the media. Ben's six, four, and I'm still, I'm pretty sure he's still a tripod. Um, <laughs> so that's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. Anyways, let's, let's digress. Move, yeah. Let's, let's segue yeah, let's away from Ben's the penis top. there for a little while. That's my Congratulations, bad. I'm sorry. I, d I didn't need to bring up Ben's penis. I just, I don't know why I just felt compelled to, um, <laughs> Serena, and then so then you went to Paradise. Who were you? Who were you interested in Paradise, or like maybe even pre Paradise? Who were you most excited to meet? Oh my god, it was so so funny. They asked me about like, oh, who would you be interested on in seeing in Paradise? Like, I gave them like a list, probably a list. Let's hear and the list. Can we can we like at least like three names on the list? Um, at no. the time it was like 
no, I'll give you the names. At the time, it was based off of like mm, my or the Katie oh, season. Of course, it would cut out right like when she's about to give the names. Is this me? From this is my internet? Like way back when. Um, but Aaron, he was on the list. Um, from also from Katie's season, it was like Courtney with a Q and Austin, who they never showed up. And there was like this guy named Blake from way back when. Um, I think he like was Bla- like Blake Hortzman. No, no, no. Oh. Like uh, Blake Kilpatrick. He was like on Rachel's season or whatever. But yeah, so like before when they were asking me, I was like doing my research. I was like, okay, like if I get to pick, da 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 da. Um, but then when I showed up the first week, Aaron was the only one there. And I was like, okay, like, well, this was the guy on my list. Like, let's, let's see what's going on. Yeah. Aaron's hot. I like Aaron a lot. He seems like a fun guy to hang out with. He yeah. is. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's, he is a, he is straight comedy, like <laughs> hilarious, but like the biggest bro guy I've ever yeah. met. Yeah. I get that vibe from him too. I've never actually met him in person. I don't think, but you can definitely tell he's like, it's funny too, because he's, he seems like a loud, like life of the party kind of guy, but he's also like physically really large. So it's just like a weird, like double, I don't know, double, whatever, you know, double down on it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, before we end this podcast, let's end with some hot topics uh, that we have one about Kanye West and Pete Davidson. And the other one is, uh, should you share your location with a partner. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Myself, Dean, and Serena are all still here. This is an article from USA Today. Should I share my location with my partner? The answer isn't a simple yes or no. So obviously, sharing your location with a partner may seem like a no-brainer decision. So do you guys share your location, Dean, Serena? Uh, No. You don't? No. I do. I share my location with like like 30 40 people. I might even share with you, Jared. I don't know. I like, I've got nothing to hide. Like I'm sure neither of you guys have nothing to hide either. And it's kind of nice when your friends just kind of can like, just check in for your location real quick. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like a nice little insurance policy, you know? Well, that's what this article says. It's like, Oh, what's the problem? Like the answer, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it says that sharing location can also be harmful in some situations. Someone who already experiences a lot of anxiety may, deci- may decide that constantly checking their partner's location contributes to their fears in an unhealthy way. Mm. Sharing your location with someone should always be your choice. If a partner asks you to locate, share, it's important to start with you. It says look inward and decide whether the practice aligns with your own values and identity. Let me just say this. If I didn't share my location with Ashley, she would uh, hack my phone and figure out exactly where I am at all times. Yeah, she could get in there. It's not I, a trust um, thing. She just convi- She's like always convinced. If I don't pick up the phone, she's like, he's dead. He died. And I, I'm never going to talk to him again. So she's a hypochondriac is what you're saying. Big time. Um, I, I shared my location with Kaylin. I think I've shared it since basically like day one when we started dating. Uh, it's a little different for us, I guess. Well, and, and probably similar for Serena too. Cause like, you know, we're both traveling a bunch separately and together. So it's just kind of nice to be able to have that opportunity to just like check in and see kind of where they're at. Um, the one thing I will say, I don't love about it is there are times where I'm like out doing something and like purposefully being coy about like where I am and what I'm doing. Uh, just like mostly because I just don't, like, don't want any scrutiny for like, you know, like, let's say I wanted to gamble for an hour. So I go to the casino and I just like don't want to tell anyone because I'm not like super proud of it. And uh, Kaylin will like check my location and then like give me shit for it, you know. And there's those moments where I'm like, well, like, just don't look at where I am and just like just be fine with me being an hour later than I'm supposed to be or something like that. Uh, so there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, you shouldn't be creeping on where I am. You should just, you know, be OK right. not knowing, I guess. Right. I don't know. But why don't you share yours with your boyfriend, Serena? Um, I don't know. We just never really had that conversation. And I mean, it would make sense because we are traveling everywhere all the time. Um, I just feel like if I did have his location, I would just be checking it as if 
just as much as I'd be checking Instagram. I'd be like, oh, okay, like we're at a coffee shop. Like I know what you're getting, a little hazelnut yeah. latte, you know? So it's just like, mm, if I want to know right where now. he's at, I'll just be like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Or whatever. Cause like he's always in meetings or like meeting with players or like talking to um, families and stuff like that. So do you say meeting with players? Yes. What does he do for a job? Um, he is an NFL agent. Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. This is, this is big news. <laughs> Holy, that's awesome. Yeah, he definitely had a really good year for him. So it's definitely up to the meetings and all of the busyness. Can he, can you tell us who he represents? I guess it's all public knowledge, right? Um, yeah. I mean, recent yesterday we just watched Hard Knocks on HBO. And With the Lions? His, yeah. And one of his players from this draft in April was Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. And he represents a few other players on that team. So he's actually headed there right now to like watch them and see what's going on and see if they're going to make a cut and whatnot. If he ne ever needs an intern for, you know, just to get coffee or, you know, <laughs> tell him he's doing a great job, like I'm, I'm your man. You just let he me know. I'll yeah. be ready. I know. So he's just like, he's just been like, oh my God, football season's about to start. He's so excited. And I'm just like, okay like i'll see you when i see ya oh that's so cool sorry to like yeah. die, you know really just go off the rails there but when you said players i was like wait a minute my ears perked up i was like players <laughs> what do you mean he's yeah, talking to players been, it's super interesting learning about his job and like what he do what he does for the players and like how it all like instead of just the game side just like seeing what else is happening on like the outside it's oh, it's so, it's so interesting. It's so funny that you guys live in Miami too. It makes me think of that HBO show Ballers. I just imagine right? your boyfriend being The Rock now. <laughs> I've definitely seen the show, and I was like, "This is what what it must be like." Yeah, yeah like, this is my boyfriend. My boyfriend is Dwayne Johnson. Years and stuff like that. That's yeah. funny. Um, well, congratulations to him for having a good year. I guess right. We're excited. Football's back. I was just messaging Jared privately, um, talking. To about the Patriots, and he obviously had a rebuttal saying the Broncos are not going to win a single game this year, but I don't... Well, they're actually be very good, but you've seen that video of Russell Wilson, right, where he's like, let's ride. Oh, yeah. Broncos oh, yeah. Nation, let's ride. <laughs> the amount of times, the amount of times me and my brothers have said let's ride to each other in the past two months is disgusting. Dude, I um, love Russell Wilson. I always have... I'm so... I hope Denver's good. Yeah. Broncos Nation, know. let's I, ride. I like Russell Wilson, but he's just... He's kind of a... Uh, He's, just, oh, he's a weird guy. He's a weird, weird, weird it. guy. And Mr. look, if, if you're Mr. winning, unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I, I just, I, he's so cringe. If you're winning, you can be as weird as you want. So we have to win. And if we're not winning, then there'll be a mutiny against him. Well, that's why are I love him because I think he's a winner. Up, um, are you guys setting up a fantasy league? Do you guys do that every year? Yeah. We, Matt, we have a. Yeah, Matt's in it. We, yeah, we do have a mat in a league. We have got like a, a, a couple bachelor guys that have done a league for like three years now, which I Who imagine won? we're going to do again this year, but we haven't really talked much about it. I'll text Tanner. Um, Who won the past couple of years? No, I won last. No, I got second last you year. You almost won. I won the first year. The first ever year we did it, uh, I won. I beat Tanner in the finals on a Monday Night Football game between the Bills and the Pats. I'll never forget the moment I realized I won. I was dancing wow. around like a fool. In the finals. In the finals, we won like it was like because we all put in like three hundred bucks. It was like two thousand dollars. I won. It was yeah. huge. That's yeah. why I was so excited. I was like, I'll people I, you get know. crazy with like the wagers and the bets. 
Oh yeah. Oh, so you have do, no do you idea. Do you do it, Serena? Do you play fantasy football? So this year, I'm gonna make my girls. We're gonna make a league. You I got like Yeah, I got like ten of us, and my boyfriend Jamie was like, "Okay, I'm gonna set up like the draft and how everything goes." He's like, "I'm gonna help you a little bit, but not a lot because it's gonna be unfair if you're playing with your girls." So I'm yeah. excited to see how the draft is gonna go for us. I really but, want to get Kaylin in a league because I want her to care more about watching football with me on Sundays. And I think. I think it definitely makes it more exciting because sometimes we'll just place a few bets on like games and stuff. And then you're just like, Oh, we want them to win. Cause we want our money and stuff like that. Yeah. Like sports exactly. betting is definitely a little bit fun. You definitely need to get Kaylin on that fantasy football train because it will work. She will care more about football. My friends, one of my closest friends, wife doesn't give a, a crap about football. And she started playing fantasy and like every Sunday, dude, she's always on her phone. She's like, Oh, <laughs> Brady sucks. <laughs> Do you think Ashley would want to be in her league, Jared? Uh, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. The reason I say matter. no is because um, I, I don't think she'd be very good. And the reason I said no, I was like, well, there's like $300 down the drain if we do another 300 And then I was like, oh, like that's my money. But if I win it, I could win it back if I win. So Okay, but really, if Kaylin and Ashley join a league, you're not going to pretend that you guys aren't going to help them. Like, No, I wouldn't help. <laughs> Well, I'm already a, in like I'm already in like four leagues, anyways. I'm already overburdened with leagues. Oh, so yeah. Kalen's all on too her many, own. too many. Um, I always well, sign up for like five leagues, and then I choose one that I actually care about. Yeah, and it's hard not <laughs> to care about the more win. expensive ones. You want the you want the one with the money. Like our fantasy uh, uh, bachelor fantasy league is the most expensive one that I have. So I'm like, well, naturally, I should care about this the most. Thousand percent. But whatever. Um, one more hot topic real quick. Do you guys want to talk about Pete and uh, Kim Kardashian? Because it's been uh, burning a hole in me all week <laughs> long. So they broke up, obviously. And then Kanye rebuttaled, right, Jared? Is that what the story is? Kanye like did some weird Instagram stuff. I think I really need Ashley here to break it down. All I know is that so Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian sadly broke up this past week. Very sad. But uh, apparently Kanye West has been bullying uh, Pete Davidson online so badly that Pete Davidson is in therapy now because of it. That's the like, that's what I kind of heard. I know it's crazy. Hold on, we'll go through this article very quickly. Um, so obviously, Kanye West has been pretty much at war with Pete Davidson ever since the news out that they were dating. Uh, they were going back and forth. And um, in February, apparently Kanye photoshopped his face on a poster from the 2016 movie Civil War. That's pretty good. While also photoshopping the faces of everyone else on his side and everyone on Pete Davidson's inside. If you haven't seen Civil War, that's Captain America versus Iron Man. So now this is Kanye versus Pete. Um, so and then he also shared an image of a New York Times front page that reads Skeet davidson dead at age 28 which you know that's not cool uh because then kanye was pretty much threatening to kill him um but on friday after the news that kardashian and pete davidson split kanye's with the this is where it gets a little confusing so stay with me guys kanye west's fifth divorce attorney i didn't even know you could have five why <laughs> you would need five divorce attorneys but anyway his fifth divorce attorney samantha specter quit her position as Kanye's counsel. Now, she told an L.A. County judge that her relationship with Kanye was fractured. The divorce trial is set to start later this week, or excuse me, later this year in December between Kanye and Kim. 
Um, but I, yeah, it's just, I don't know. This whole thing's very odd. Um, the whole Pete Davidson and Kanye West thing. Um, they have kids together and obviously Kanye is going after Pete and then Pete and Kim broke up and the divorce is coming. So my question to you guys is how messy does a breakup really need to get? Like, is it in times to just kind of like move on from your ex and not think of not hold these grudges? For example, Serena, if you and Jamie unfortunately broke up and Jamie started dating someone new, but you were kind of still into him, would you really go after them on social media or would you just kind of move on with your life? Absolutely not. I am the queen of being unbothered putting a front that I'm over it. I'm done. Like you would never catch me being petty or saying anything negative about someone else's new relationship. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think that's the appropriate uh, reaction to it. But people like Kanye over here going crazy about it. Do you follow this drama at all, Serena? So I, I didn't see exactly what Kanye posted, but I've been kind of in the mix of like since the divorce and her getting with Pete and for what it's worth I just always thought that her and Pete would never go the distance like I knew it was just kind of like the bad pancake like just get it out of the way the bad what do you mean? pancake so why, why do you why did you think that because it's just I just feel like Pete is just not in Kim's caliber like Pete is kind of just like the funny dude that's just like someone that makes you feel good whatever whatever but like i don't know them personally but in all seriousness i just feel like Pete is not like a husband material mm. see i'm kind of the opposite i think Pete is too good for kim k really yeah i don't know kim everyone always talks about how kim is uh like the 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 embodiment of physical female perfection and I just don't see it. It's just like too much work, too much. I, I mean, she's know. pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. She looks good in photos. Sure. I but. mean, she's. Yeah. I mean, I understand where you're. She's not. I I, I get it. Ash, Ashley, are you here? Would you describe Kim Kardashian as a natural beauty? Ashley says yes. So, I mean, no, she is. She's not. The <laughs> Dean, Dean says that she's not. So, I mean, she's she's very beautiful, but I agree it's tough because there's been so much things that she's openly admitted to getting work done over the years that, like, she hasn't gotten too much work? She hasn't admitted to too much work, which is annoying. I thought she just admitted, like, getting her stomach tucked in. No? It's just annoying that this girl is a role model for for young women all over the place, but we it doesn't matter. We can talk about it. Well, my point time. being to wrap this up, so the reason, so Pete Davidson, this was from a People article magazine, Pete Davidson has been in trauma therapy due to Kanye West's online harassment, talking about like the whole thing he posted about how the New York Times, his fake New York Times article that Pete Davidson was dead. That's not, and a, that, that's not a natural beauty? That is a natural beauty. She's showing me high school photos of Kim Kardashian. Yes, she's very pretty. No one's denying this. Anyway... <laughs> She's a very, very pretty girl. And that kid, he also put under the caption, Kid Cuddy meant to play funeral, but fearful of bottle throwers. Dude, Kanye is going off the rails with he this Pete is. Davidson son stuff. And that's, that's crazy. Just, like, every time I see Kanye like act out or whatever at this point, I'm just like, he's just being crazy. You Can't know? Pete it's Davidson like file charges? Isn't that a threat? Probably. And I mean, I've seen like, Pete's like stand-ups and some interviews and I'm sure that he is 
like emotionally have gone through some situations where he has to deal with a lot of like like help and stuff like that so i don't think that the media helps at all especially someone as big as kanye coming after him you know true true just kind of makes it even a little bit worse um mm-hmm. all right well that's going to do it for this week's episode of help i suck at dating uh serena thank you so much for being a guest co-host with us today we really appreciate you uh, opening yeah. up about everything um jared thank you as always for hosting this episode with me and serena and uh for the listeners out there thank you for listening be sure to tune in on thursday for our callers where maybe we suck just a little bit less follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts it's time to celebrate black history month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.